So we have some time for questions this morning. So we have our mic, so if anyone has something you're wondering about, this is a good time. Hi, thanks. I'm Terry. Um, I had some real good information yesterday from Jonathan about the, the first, the rain part, just like recognize what's going on and so it's jitteriness and investigate and then it's sadness. So I want to know what do you do after the rain? After the rain? Yeah. Sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> the light of awareness. <laughs> Resting in that pure open space. Okay, but in between. Yeah, the so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so this is um, my, an invitation, I guess, to wor- name rain to the whole group. How many of you are not familiar with rain? Can I see by? Okay. So RAIN is an acronym, really, that, is, that breaks apart the arriving in, in a full mindful presence. And it's very, um, very useful, if you're, especially when we're lost in thought or lost in reactivity. Um, one of the challenges is we kind of forget our way back, like, okay, so what do you do now? <laughs> you know? So RAIN is this easy-to-remember pathway home. The R means recognize. So with the R of rain, we're simply noticing, okay, what's happening? What's happening? Sensations, what's happening? The feeling tones, the heart. You know, if you're noticing thoughts and obsessing mind, what's happening? And the A is allow. And with the A, it's a pausing where we're just letting what's there be there. And that's actually radical because what happens usually as soon as we're aware of something, we notice something, we're flinching, we're pulling away, we're pushing, we're trying to control. So with the A, there's this conscious agreement. (laughs) Okay, let's let it be there. The I of RAIN is investigate with kindness. And with the I of RAIN, what you're really doing is bringing the recognizing and allowing to a more full full-blown presence. With the eye, you start investigating, say, well, where is this? Where am I feeling it in my body? What's it like? You know, is there a squeeze? Is there pressure? Is there something else that's calling for my attention? You sense what's happening in your body, your heart. You might, with the investigate, notice if there's some strong belief going on, like I'm about to fail or nobody could possibly like me but not to go searching, because that will lead you into a mental realm that is forever and ever swirling up there. So if you happen to notice a strong belief, come right back to the body, 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 and feel how it's living in your body. Investigate. Now the with kindness is key. If you're investigating but there's any judgment, what you're investigating in some way, you're gonna be pushing it away and you can't fully know what is true if there's any reaction to it. So it's this kind quality, the softness that lets us investigate in a penetrating way. I often, if I'm investigating and it's a really scary or difficult emotion, I'll put my hand on my heart as kind of just an anchor for the kindness. I speak a lot of the hand on the heart because it's such a, um, just so we talk about the breath as an anchor, this is an anchor for kindness are for some people the hand on the cheek. We need physical anchors for things like kindness and gentleness because we so quickly harden and get judgmental. Investigate with kindness. Now, when there's a full presence, we have noticed fully what's here, 
completely noticed it and allowed it, that fullness of presence is the end. The end means not identified. I also think of the end as a kind of a, we're back to our natural, loving awareness. And we're not identified because as, long, as soon as there's a full presence with what's here, that sense of self dissolves. Awareness is the antidote to selfing. Okay? So when we're at the beginning of reactivity, we're not fully seeing and fully allowing what's there, but when there's a full seeing and allowing that emerges with the investigating and the kindness, we're back to that presence that's aware we're no longer living inside the reactivity. So I hope that that's the sunshine. That's the full light and warmth of the sun. Thank you. Yesterday, um, yesterday in the uh, small group you spoke, you referred to Forgiven, Forgiven, and also to Tonglen. And I found myself this morning experiencing just a little bit mm. of those two pieces of our practice and would like to hear more about one or the other, whichever seems appropriate. <laughs> There's about three Dharma talks in a row. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for forgiven, forgiven. If that's okay, <laughs> will you forgive me? <laughs> there, we've done it. <laughs> ah, that was easy. <laughs> Next question, you know. <laughs> yeah. So Anne, yeah, Anne. Um, we mentioned it in the group because what came up in our group was. Um, so much of what I know is with so many of us is that um, it's so quick that whatever's going on, we add on, something's wrong with me. And we don't always even notice it. The collecting of that sense of falling short, that kind of undercurrent of I'm disappointed with how I'm doing it, that not okay feeling, it, it's, it's like this, this solidifying kind of layer that, that then, then covers over the light and warmth of our being. And so there are full-blown forgiveness practices that we will be doing here. But one of the ways I use that I find really helpful to cut through the trance of feeling bad about myself is that I'll stop and I'll just scan for, well, how, how am I holding against myself in this moment? You know, what have I collected thus far today? And it, it can be all. It can be little things. It can be even a certain mood in my a mood that's going on that I don't like myself for. So I'll just name it, and then in some way say the the words forgiven, forgiven. And that's no different than a naming and allowing, or naming and putting my hand on the, my heart. It's still this sense of recognizing and letting be, not adding on a something's wrong with me feeling. So if any of you feel like you're piling on layers of uh, not okayness, just to periodically pause, name what you're noticing, and, and offer that gesture of forgiveness, even a gesture, it's amazing. Just even intending to forgive starts to open the door and let the heart soften. Yeah, so, so thank you. Good morning. Hi. So when you decide to sit and you set your intention, and let's say initially you want to do a meta practice, 
and um, you get into the meta practice and you decide that's not, doesn't feel right. Would it be better to try to stay with that or move on to something else? So I want to make sure I understand the question. If you set your intention, let's say, to do metta, but then you realize, oh, metta's not really the fit right now, start where you are. You know, really, part of what um, I was describing during, you know, at the beginning of the metta yesterday is that we're all in different places and what the guided meditation that one person needs might not be another. Now, there's a way of learning the forms of these guided meditations that's useful, but in your own practice, if you decide, oh, right now I'm going to do metta, and then you tune in and realize, wow, there's some place in me that really just needs pure mindful attention. (coughs) Shift gears and respond exactly to what's right there. Yeah. This is a a question I don't necessarily expect (laughs) in a direct answer form, but I've noticed that when sometimes very large things happen in my life, particularly maybe with like a death experience, there's like a a very natural calling to to be present. And it kind of comes easy sometimes. I'm not saying every large thing like that, but it's the little things that aren't easy. Like for instance, like back pain when you're sitting or you know, just the little things in life, like waiting in line or, or, or whatnot. And um, there's just such a, I'm kind of fascinated with that contrast. I've been, you know, that thought has been kind of coming up in my head while sitting uh, this weekend. So if, if you can, if you have an answer, that's great. Or any sort of comment is fantastic too. Thank you. Well, this might be more indirect than direct <laughs> answer, but um, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of wisdom we see when somebody gets hit by something really intense, like, oh, I got, I've got cancer, and, it, and now it, it's like in some way I realize it's the best thing that ever happened in my whole life because we, the big ones are awake up, and there's no, there's no way. We, they just like jolt us and jar us awake. And the big challenge is sometimes what we call either neutral the stuff that doesn't grab our attention are just the small things that you named. And that's why it is a life training. And one of the best things we can do is just begin the day and begin different parts of the day with that intention or aspiration, may I be here for this. But this is, this is why we practice here. So we strengthen that muscle, but it's at home where it we're working on, and we'll, during the closings, we'll we'll explore more how to bring it into the practical little details of life. But it is intention that carries it. So, thank you. <laughs>